Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. Emma and I are here with the gaming news. I Let's kind do of, some news. Yeah, I kind of feel like, what, <laughs> what intro do you want, really? It's us, we've yeah. been on every show, I don't need to introduce anybody. Um, and you know what, we just talk about the news. I've even stopped mm-hmm. putting, I, I've never been one for show notes, but I've even stopped really posting much when I link to the shows on Facebook. Just like, gaming news. Like it is. What what do you want? I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's a bit shit of me and you meant to take the time to write things, but I don't and I never have. So I'm not gonna start now. I'm not changing now. Yeah, I'm too old. I'm setting my ways. Uh mm-hmm. right then. Assassin's Creed Origins X Final Fantasy fifteen. Sorry, there's a lot of Roman numerals and stuff. Crossover really announced for next week. Like, I don't understand this one iota. <laughs> okay, well, let's read the article. Ubisoft and Square mm. Enix have announced an Assassin's Creed Origins X. Is that what... The, oh, no, right. So that's like a... That's the crossover thing. That, that cross, signifies that... Right. Yes. Okay. Final Fantasy fifteen collaboration, bringing special AC content to FFXV from next week. Which is weird because Assassin's Creed Origins is set in ancient Egypt... Yes. And Final Fantasy is, although I'm by no means very familiar with the series, judging by just sort of pictures and bits of gameplay that I've seen, sort of people dressed like the French aristocracy in space. So I'm not really sure what the area of crossover is here. I mean, as far as I can make out, it's just, you know, some characters can have Bayek, who's the main protagonist of uh, Origins, his costume. And stuff like that, this as far as I can make out. All very odd. Yeah. I mean, it's odd in the fact that I, these two things, it's like, you know, you wouldn't put, you wouldn't naturally mix them together. I mean, if you want, you would maybe put Assassin's Creed with something like Dishonored, which is like a stealthy, mechanic kind of assassin game or something like that. Just seems very weird to me. Well, I mean, really, the, the the motivation behind this is to sell more Assassin's Creed. Let, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, but... And in, in terms of crossover, Kingdom Hearts exists. Yeah, exactly, for Final Fantasy. It's much more in that. It's just like the Venn diagram of gamers. I mean, although, you know, it's a broad church and many of us play many different types of games, it's just I feel like that, that, that sort of sliver of the Venn diagram between Assassin's Creed fans and Final Fantasy fans isn't very big. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe or maybe you're absolutely right. It isn't. And this is an attempt to sort of grab a new bit of audience. Maybe, yeah. It's like, hey, you Assassin's Creed people, have you seen this befuddling JRPG series? Would I, you like to get into it on the 15th installment? Yeah, I want to play one, but there's fucking 15 of them, and the first million aren't labelled correctly. So yeah. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to play or what I'm supposed to do, and it's just ridiculous now. They need I, If they did a little bit of promotion, whoever, it's Square Enix, isn't it? They did a little bit of promotion yes. of sort of play this one. If you've never, if you've never mm. played one, here's, here's maybe a good starting point or something like that. They should do their own company podcast. Do they do that? They should do I that. I don't know. It's probably in Japanese. That's very true. Then they should do an English one and we should do it for them for a lot of money. 
and all the games. Yeah, but one of us has to learn to speak Japanese. Can't Google do that for me now? I feel like yeah, Google can do that for me now. Or, or yeah, but then you, <laughs> you don't want the kind of meme worthy a winner is you kind of um, translations in it. Your winner. Yes, it could happen. Yes. Um, I think Skype has a weird subtitling translation thing going on. I'm not. I think I'm I, sure that's extremely reliable. I can I can Skype a German person and speak in English, and they'll see me with German subtitles. That's that's something it does. I think. Or did I does dream it? that? Yeah, it really does do that. Wow! I just can't test it because I don't know a German. I need. I need. I don't really video Skype with anybody. I mean, we don't. No. No. So I. I'd need like. A really, really good close German friend, and I, yeah. I don't even know a German, let alone. A I really kind of do. My brother-in-law lives in Austria, speaks German, so um, that's, I could try it with him. I don't know. See and report back. But it's, it's not Germany, though, is it? Yeah, that's, he speaks German. Yeah, but it's, I know it's like discount Germany, but but then I just need some. <laughs> I think you've got to like call Germany. All of Germany. I think, I th- I don't know. We're way deeper into this than I'm prepared to get. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say, I haven't got Angela Merkel's <laughs> phone number at hand, yeah. so I can't help you. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, do you need that? I'll send it over after the show. Uh, <laughs> so this is basically, this is a money grab. This is just, look, oh, we've yes, got is, a thing yeah. we can put on another thing and people will pay us both money for the thing and it will cost as much as it costs to pay a, a dude to do a 3D model of a character. Um, mm. there you go. Yeah, confusion reigns supreme. The fact that I, you know, I posted that basically a week ago, and I haven't really seen much more about it. Maybe it's uh, it sort of disappeared down the memory hole somewhere. Do you think this this raises an issue, right? Do you think franchises get so big they become unplayable to new people? <sighs> I think it can. They do become very insular. I think. It, that is a massive question. Um, if you look at something like a big franchise that I've played, so I, I feel like I bring it up, but Assassin's every week, but I mean, Assassin's Creed, um, in theory, if you take out all the precursor race bollock stuff, it's extremely straightforward. It's just the story of a dude. And especially if you think it's something like the Ezio, the trilogy, yeah, the two, the brotherhood, brotherhood and, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Revelations. Um, minus all the precursor stuff, it's just the Ezio story. You can just enjoy it as this young man who goes through a terrible tragedy and just as this basic kind of desire for vengeance to a, a more mature older man, the leader of his order. And um, you can enjoy it just for that, you know, and all the precursor race stuff is you can take it or leave it. But if by the time you sort of get to something past that, so you get to Assassin's Creed 3, if you haven't played the other ones, you're going to have no... I mean, literally, I played Assassin's Creed 3 having played all of them, one after the other, the other. Yeah. And it got to the final cutscene of 3, and I was like, what just happened? See, I, I, so, I just don't see new people getting into Assassin's Creed games at this point. Yeah. I think Final Fantasy has the same problem. And... Even Assassin's Creed in the world of gaming franchises is dwarfed by others. I mean, like, if you want to start playing Castlevania games, mm. there's 8,000 Castlevania games 
for every platform there has ever been and they're all different games but the same game what the hell do you do i don't know so i've i've given up on that i i've decided do you know what i'm just never gonna play castlevania fuck it yeah i can't i mean in, 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 hmm. in those days does the does the overarching story of castlevania matter hugely to you or is it just the gameplay that's sort of putting you off or do you feel do you feel like you're you, you play castlevania 4 and you get to the end of castlevania 4 and then you go i wish i played the other ones because i don't know what's going on it's a mix of all of that really yeah it, it's just a very daunting task um yeah and and you know that well, there are well. some good ones and some awful ones because in a, any series with that many things in it there are going to be good ones and bad ones and what yeah. if you pick a bad one and I, I think ultimately the other problem is that i don't really like that kind of game yeah because i I, I'm, I'm, I have a similar problem with metroid which is basically castlevania in yeah. space yeah i want to i kind of want to know which way to go i'm not a, i'm like you i'm not a vet i'm not kind of a huge fan of that what they now call metroidvania type of like you can go down this way and find this thing and then come back because i will i'm the kind of person in these games i could get lost in a straight corridor like literally mm -hmm. if you've ever seen me play games i'm flicking up the map constantly to make sure i'm going the right way if there's a map on there because i just get turned around so badly i mean when i played murdered soul spus speech you're a fucking ghost for 99 percent of that game which means you can walk through walls but i found most of the time i was walking down the corridors like an arsehole because i when i was walking through walls i didn't have to remember going a minute where did i get here i mean where near i'm supposed to be going so <laughs> yeah i have the same problem um, with the uh, well all games it, it's definitely yeah. been a problem playing resident evil and that kind of thing i don't know yeah. where anything i've not remembered anything nothing has yeah, sunk I mean, in like that. i have no idea of the layout really i have to keep checking the map yeah well, especially it's like you know you've now got the helmet key and it's like what the fucking helmet door i'm so lost and yeah it's um i mean that was what uh, quite of what i liked about far cry and that it's an open world um if there's not a mountain in my way i'm basically going in a straight line to the objective through the rivers <laughs> through an enemy camp don't give a shit as long as i haven't got to go around a corner and get lost i'm fine <laughs> yeah i'm i mean so yeah i'm exactly the same as you with that yeah so mm. okay then what else do we have? Ex-Valve writer publishes Half-Life 2 Episode 3 synopsis. Yeah, this this was a bit of a, an earthquake out of the blue. Um, so, obviously, as people will know, uh, Valve have refrained, have decided they're not going to make games anymore and are just content to make digital hats for a game and basically print money. Essentially, if Valve wanted to... I'm surprised they don't now haven't bought out a country... And you don't, people don't have to live in gay utopia because that is how much money that company makes just every single day. Might as well just print money in that place. So there's no compelling reason for them to make any of the games that everyone really wants to play. All these part threes, Left 4 Dead 3, Portal 3, Half-Life 3. And, you know, it's been 10, or, but yeah, 10, 11 years since Half-Life uh, 2, Episode 2, which ended on a cliffhanger. And, uh, yeah, this just came out of nowhere as a gender-swapped kind of first-person narrative from the person who was uh, part of the writing team for Valve. So this is, it obviously, it's now led speculation. This is essentially from the horse's mouth. This is what Half-Life 2 Episode 3 would have been had it 
or possibly actually Half-Life 3 if it had um, been made into a game. So we don't know if this was the final one or if it was the game at all or if it's just sort of a a spec, you know, he wrote up to to just to to kind of workshop it or something. Yeah. But it's actually quite satisfactory. Well, well, yeah, people need to go. I won't read it, but... um, I mean, out on the show, I'm actually quite interested. Why did they just make the fucking game? How dare you end a thing on a cliffhanger? Yeah, but I mean, like I say, they, it's that sort of thing of it's now been so long. Whatever they put out and say, here you go, everybody, it's Half-Life 2, Episode 3 or Half-Life 3, people will be disappointed. And it's it's one of those things of now we, like I say, we have a license to print money in the form of Steam. Why make a game and damage our reputation? It's going to inevitably damage our reputation by putting this game out, whatever we do. So, you know, something, some internet nerds are angry they don't get to play Half-Life 3 or Portal 3 or Left 4 Dead 3. So what? Fair enough. I see what... That's, that's, what, that's what I think it is to yeah. myself, but... Because what are you going to do? It's the thing of, yeah, I mean, all those years we waited for the la- the latest Duke Nukem, and you know, terrible game. But, but they made a terrible game, though. That was the problem. Yeah. Do you know what? I think but, people would be happy if they didn't even do any development on this game whatsoever. Make it in the same the same engine you used for the last one, and mm-hmm. make it run on the specs of those old, old machines. I think people would yeah. be happy. Don't don't put people- any work into it besides just making the the content bit of it. Mm. Yeah, really. I think they they essentially could get away with putting out virtually anything. But actually, there's another story on the on the on the site there or on our Slack anyway about that. It seems to be quite a movement for for a fan made version of this, and I think that's my that's probably how we're going to ever see. Um, Half Life. I mean, there there's been sort of previous for the Half Life's been sort of getting the the fan treatment, getting remasters and things like that. So um, yeah, I think that's how we're going to see it now. I don't think there'll ever be an a Valve official Half Life three. Hey, it worked for Sonic. It did work for Sonic, and look, we've now got a pretty good Sonic game, a pretty good official Sonic game. So and it's going to be better than the new Sonic game, from what I'm hearing online. Uh, yeah, hearing only bad things about Sonic Forces on all platforms. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and that's the kind of new one. Sonic Mania, on the mm. other hand, is fucking awesome. But we'll get back to that. In fact, yeah. fuck it, let's that's... go there now. Yeah, why not? So, as you might have heard on this very show, um, oh, we need Mike for this. Shall we? Shall we park it until we get? Do you uh, want to park this? Oh, but we've teased it now. <laughs> we can skim over it, and then we can go into it more when when we have Mike back. Yeah. Okay. That basically they put horrible DRM in the download PC version. Um, that means you have to be online all the time. Because why they gotta fuck it up, man? Every time, don't you feel like there's just a turd in the punch bowl? with these things of like, here's a lovely game and oh, here's this shitty thing that we've also thrown in for no reason you can get mad about. Yeah. I, I'm fucking sick of it. Like the, the best game ever, but it comes with a photo of your mum and dad doing it. 
inside the box. Like, but I can't open it then ever. Like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Just yeah, <laughs> it's know. it's a shitter, and that's Steam as well. Well, do you know what? We'll we'll have to come back to that because there's a lot of discussion to be had around it. And I know Mike wanted to buy the game and was waiting for the PC version. Yes. So we can have it straight from the horse's mouth. So, yeah. Yes. I also know he's not a fan of DRM because who the fuck is? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm definitely a fan of things that <laughs> stop me using playing this game I paid for how I like. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> console stuff. Microsoft discontinues the launch Xbox One. Inevitable, really. Yeah, well, especially as, you know, they they can't stop putting out things with extra letters on it. You know, just having an Xbox One seems entirely parochial. So, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, this was going to happen. So they have the One S now, which is smaller anyway, isn't it? Um, yes, it's slimmer. Yeah, and, and does... Oh, that's what the S is. Okay. Because mm. you can't call it slim because there's the PS4 slim now. Yes. Isn't there i don't know i didn't pay much attention to yeah, it there is the, no you're right there is but also if you don't use all the letters of slim it implies slimness ah uh, yes of course because the word itself is even it's slim, sli- is slim there wow it's adding lightness yeah oh, hang on i'm on is there a ps hang on there was definitely there's definitely a ps3 slim i'm, I'm sure there was because they did the PS4 Pro and then at the same time mm-hmm. did the small, or is that just is that just the PS4 now and it's just that's what it looks like. It's smaller, but it looks like mine. I don't know anymore. I don't know. So many, just just so many different black boxes underneath my telly. I'll just turn them on and hope they work. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how well the Xbox One is doing still. Um, but they, it's they, all right. they they claim to be doing well with the Xbox One X. Mm. Um, I mean, apparently they've sold out of pre-orders for the the Xbox Two Hundred and Seventy, as we're now calling mm. it, the Scorpio. Um, you know, I read a, an update online. Is like, there's still a few left at Argos? Quick, go get them. Um, and I was like, I don't care really, to be honest. I'll just I wait for the Xbox One XS to come out. Shall I? The slim version of that one. You know, it's coming. It is coming. This gonna, it's gonna come with like you know the box is gonna be three times the size of the console just to fit on all the fucking letters at this point. Oh Microsoft, what are you doing? You had it; it was right there, and then you've mm. done weird stuff this time. Just focus groups, mate. Just stop listening to focus groups because they just say yeah, whatever, just to get a free sandwich. Just um, do what you like. The eyeball test, it fails on for a start, doesn't it, really? Just go with your instincts. You know it's wrong. They just did so many. I remember being just so deflated by that Mm. console launch. You know, because I had both previous Xboxes. I was proper Xbox guy and was ready for this one. And then they told me about how it was going to do lots of TV stuff in America for an hour and a half. And I, I bought a PlayStation. Cause yeah, exactly. So, a lot of people did. Yeah, Sony did a thing and went, it plays games really well. And I thought, hey, that's, that's what I was after. Thank you. Because Microsoft just had some TV stuff. Um, and I, oh, it just wound me up. 
because they don't even have the guts to say it during the the launch where they say all this stuff that we're showing you just america the entire rest of the planet forget all of this you will have none of this but let's all talk about it for two hours and that's because it's a shit idea (sighs) i don't know maybe if these are cheap i'll end up with one one day but then again, yeah, no, no, no exclusives. I'm not missing out by not having one, having one, at all. Yeah. That's that's ultimately the problem. Mm. Um. What is that? I've opened a page about what the cast of Neighbors then and now. Okay, that wasn't part <laughs> of this show. <sighs> yeah, other things. Consoley clear cases for the Nintendo Switch. That does look very. They nice. listen to us. They did indeed. That actually does look very nice. It looks really cool, doesn't it? Oh, hang on. Something's playing sound at me. Fucking advert. Uh, This is replacement shells for your Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons, and it looks like even the thing itself. Mm. Which, if you're going to do that, you're braver than I am. I'll be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, um, but I'll be worried because if it's, is it still got this problem of being hot is it going to steam up <laughs> there are so many things that could go wrong it's a really bad idea I think to take your console maybe apart. just do the joy cons yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean ultimately this... if you're uh, I don't know I mean if you're happy to go oh well I've broken my switch beyond repair I'll go and order a new one if you're happy for that then uh, fair enough I don't know where you're yeah, going to just go and order a new one from, though. But Well, not England. I think everywhere else is fine, or, or Japan. I think I haven't seen any sort of things about supply problems in the USA or anything like that. I think oh, just, yeah, uh, yeah. No, de- definitely problems everywhere. It's, are there? Oh, okay. Although I hear Australia has some. Yeah, because Alice said that she could just jog down the shops and buy one today, yeah. basically, if she wanted. But not here, not Japan, certainly not the US. Um Mm. They're currently sat at £332 on Amazon. Yeah, still 355 at my at the CEX still, as far as I know. Yeah. So It's ridiculous. They need it's, to get it's them out getting there. more and more Yeah, they do. I I just um it's not like I feel like we should be the first through the first wave of scarcity sort of you know what I mean? When when Zelda came out and it was amazing and everyone was like, oh, go, go get the Switch. I feel like we should be over that hump by now. It's been months. It really has, hasn't it? Um, yeah. There, there's talk of them sort of hoarding them to be ready for Christmas, but mm. I don't know why they wouldn't just put them out as soon as they get them. Nintendo's supply problems continue to be the mystery of the gaming universe. It's Yeah, I mean... You know, we might yeah, as well be speculating same. what happens to planes in the Bermuda Triangle. It, it's we know nothing about it. It's just why won't they make yeah. enough switches? You, you, you would be. It would be easier for someone right now to produce the black box from MH370 than it would be from getting a switch. I mean, there's that saying about you should never choose attribute to malice. What can mo- most easily be attributed to stupidity? But this feels like malice now. It really does, doesn't it? It yeah. really does, and I'm kind of fed up of it. Uh, yeah, it will. Um, the fact you know, this is what our ninth show, and we've talked about it basically every week. And I, I feel like nine weeks is more than sufficient for a big company like Nintendo to crank out some fucking plastic boxes with some wires in. 
I feel like that as well. I must admit. Just get them the fuck out there. God, no one's going to make games for them if they don't get out there. And if they're no, not out, uh, you know, oh, it's vicious. Well, cycle. I mean, if you if you want to be, yeah, well, I mean, as well, especially when the Wii came out, there was this thing of like Nintendo is just like, oh, we're just not for kids. You know, we're, we're a proper games console. You can play Call of Duty and Madden on and all these sort of things. But, you know, EA Sports and whoever, I can't, who is it that makes Call of Duty aren't going to be you know, clamouring to put their game on your console. If people cannot play it on your console. Exactly. What is the point of doing the development cycle and then going, okay, so Xbox, PlayStation, yes, oh, I better do it for the Wii as well with, you know, we've got to accommodate for the motion controls and all that sort of thing. Why bother if not only is it going to contribute to a tiny majority of your sales, a tiny minority of your sales, but also people can't play it on the system because they can't own the system. Why... Why would you even bother as a games company? Because it's going to cost you much more money than it's going to make you money. Whereas you basically, you know, if you even cough on to a disc, someone's going to buy it for the Xbox. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it really, I mean, I, I'm not really sure what the rationale is behind it. it, it somehow creating this scarcity means that you set, you're guaranteed to sell every unit. You're not going to have you know, some journalist going to a GameStop and taking a picture of the piles and piles of unsold switches, which I think was what they were worried about um, because of sort of how relatively poorly the Wii and the Wii U were received. But kind of going to this other extreme, it doesn't... People's yes, will will buy a Switch when they can finally get hold of one, but it doesn't enhance your reputation as a company to do business with, ultimately, I don't think. No, I... Yeah... It, it, this doesn't serve them well. No. If, if they're doing this on purpose, it's a really dumb thing to do. But I, I can't see how they're not doing it on purpose. Because, but, like I say, I mean, I, I, I don't see how this is, like I say, it's been beyond, let's say, this is our ninth week. We've talked about it every week. It's been ongoing long before we started the show. So it's it's got to be deliberate action. I can't see how they can't produce enough. I, I agree. I don't want to, but I agree. Yeah. I, I think they're doing it on purpose. Make the thing more valuable because you can't get it. But that's yeah, no good. I, I think. No, I think they're doing it because they they were frightened on launch that there would be some snarky reporter from the BBC or CNN or whatever standing in front of a huge pile of unsold switches and going, Nintendo are fucked. And, you know, so the share price plummets. So doing it this way round, you piss off some nerds who want to switch. But you know, as long as they, if if this continues and they can't cover Christmas, then they there's something severely wrong. If, however, miraculously some appear and they there's enough for the Christmas rush, then it's definitely they were sitting on some in the warehouse to to build up this scarcity thing and then release it and sell all of them. But yeah, if we get to November and people are saying I cannot buy a Switch for my child, but for Christmas, that is that is now something. There's something wrong with the production. Absolutely. So we'll see. It's all going to be a mystery. Yeah. Well, we're seeing about. We, we say it's. We're just coming up to September now. The the big the big buying holiday is the the invented buying holiday of Black Friday is is bearing down upon us sort of imminently. So. We'll see what's happening come beginning, sort of when we get into that 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 sort of Black Friday thing, because that's that's going to be the litmus test, I, I think. 
Yes, good point, actually. I'm, I'm just looking forward to when I can go to the Amazon page and see that I can just buy one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to a shop and seeing one in a shop. I've never seen one in real life. Have you not? <laughs> they no, are, they are wonderful, saying, but, though. So it, it was sort of, I think it was indicative that my brother, who has bought every, basically every, every Nintendo console he could save up for and afford to buy. I mean, he went to the midnight, the midnight launch of the GameCube, the... You know, he bought a Wii on day one, he bought a Wii U on day one, and he did not buy a Switch on day one. So I think that's indicative of how people were feeling when the Switch came out. Um, and even though you can't get one now, he's still like, don't care. So I think they've got a long way to win some people back still, because even with that, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Zelda man, and so it came out on Wii U, he had a Wii U, he just bought it for the Wii U. Because he could buy it on a Wii, he could buy it and play it today on a Wii U, yeah. not a Switch. Makes sense. And I'm, I'm just looking. I can buy on Prime and be playing in the morning. Absolutely every single model of PlayStation Four. Yep. And so are you saying with the Xbox, you know? Absolutely. Um, God, they've got some cheeky packages here. Do you want to buy the PS4 Pro plus a 65-inch Sony Bravia 4K TV? They've got that bundle. <laughs> Fuck off. I came here for a console. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but, so wouldn't you like... That, that'll be, that's the sales pitch, is that here's this console. Wouldn't you want this lovely telly to play it on? Yeah, I kind of do, actually. <laughs> so we were talking about this, actually, and we were probably not going to go to 4K because um, Chuck likes... Because we when we moved we bought a new telly for downstairs for sort of for ourselves yeah and we got a 3d telly okay and unfortunately i can't look at it in 3d because it makes me nauseous but chuck really likes it and um that's that's probably what's going to hold us back from upgrading to 4k because there's no 3d 4k there's no 3d period uh no no one has manufactured a television that does 3d for at least the last 12 months yeah there you go so when our when our telly downstairs blows up that's it yeah basically (laughs) uh 3d was just a tremendous flop um yeah you know always go around to my dad's and watch it there Uh, yeah do you know what it looks cool (laughs) i mean that is the only reason to own prometheus because it looks amazing in 3d um, even in your living room, it looks incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't worked for me because I just can't stick 3D. But I mean, Chuck watches movies in 3D and in, and enjoys it. But um, yeah, it's kind of like the AMOLED kind of um, the colours up the wall thing. Just hasn't really hit, has it? I did like so, that as well, though. That was I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. The was it called yeah, Ambiglow can, or something like that? A TV, yeah, that- Ambiglow, yeah, or something like that, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't. It could be because I didn't see it in action. I never saw them in a in a showroom, and you know, obviously, it doesn't really do any justice. Yeah, but it, it was nice, and you can still buy sort of uh, LED kits that attach to the back of your, te- your television and that sort of thing. I actually have mm-hmm. intentions of buying one for in here. Um, okay. Because if you if you've seen that that video of me like sat in front of the TV, I want some color behind it. So, yeah, mm. LEDs. That's the way forward. They're really cheap. Uh, yeah, on Amazon. So it's easy enough to do. Uh, wh- right. So what else do we have? 
Darkwood devs upload a torrent of their own game to thwart key resellers. Nice move. Yeah. I mean, again, say polar opposites and Nintendo. If you want to kind of endear yourself to people, I can't really think of a better way. It, it kind of has multiple prongs of, uh, you know, excellent things in that it kind of shames these people who, you know, beg for like, oh, you know, I'm a YouTube channel club. Please have a key to your game and then flogging it on some, some dodgy old website. Um, and then for people, you know, for the response I saw was people saying, I, I cannot afford to play to, to pay these people for this game right now, but the nanosecond I can, I will buy every game in your library. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is the opposite of Nintendo who don't want me to buy their things. No. Uh, which so is- you can't have them. Not good. You're not good enough for them. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if anybody wants to send us uh, game keys for reviews, whatever, we'll play all of them. We don't care. That's fine. And we promise yeah, not to I sell them. Yeah, I won't sell them to anybody. I will I don't buy want- them. Yeah, I want yeah. them. That's the thing. I don't want to sell them to someone else. Get your own yeah, fucking channel and, and get game keys. I, I want them. So I'm not selling them to anyone. <laughs> don't worry about yeah, that. Because genuinely, we like games and like to play them. Yeah. So, I, yes, if you'd like to send us a key, I'm particularly interested in Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, and also Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, <laughs> yeah, or, or, or rather um, physical copies of things would, would, would be Yeah, preferable. if you want to tell me, you want to send me the, the you know, the nicer... Um, collector's edition. You know, collector's edition. Yeah. That'd be nice. I mean, actually, I, I sort of, I sort of protest too much. We we, we kind of got that in that because um, Chuck does the 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 Doctor Who news website. We uh, a, a man emailed Chuck and said, "Would you like Lego Dimensions?" Oh. And I said, "Yeah, yes, I would." Yes. And they were like, "Okay, what what system do you want it on?" Because what it is is there's a Doctor Who level in the base game, and also there is an expansion pack which is Doctor Who stuff for nice. Lego Dimensions, it, which is awesome. So I got the whole set which was amazing and played it and reviewed it and did all that and didn't think anything else of it then a few months later another box arrived with some Lego Dimensions things in so I think what happened is that we're on the list to get preview stuff and they keep sending it that's amazing I want to be on <laughs> list amazing. Yeah, I yeah. have never been on list I don't know how it happened yeah this is the only list we've ever been on so I, every time something turns up I sort of you know giggle with glee that obviously no one's realize we shouldn't be on the list anymore yeah. so yeah i hope they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> i'm happy to be on any kind of list people although well, actually do you know what i am on a list of uh, press screenings for movies uh you okay. know i could go and see so many new movies in press screenings however they are all in la so that's a problem that is really the barrier but I, I yeah, honestly, I could yeah. go over there and see any movie that's not out yet. It's great. I get invitations to them all on email. But yeah, all in LA. Pointless. <laughs> well, I can't help but wonder, is that, do they sit there and there's an empty chair and they're all sit looking at it going, Rich didn't come again. <sighs> yeah. There's this one bloke who's like, I'm so glad that he never turns up. So I've got a, set, I've got a nice rest for all my beverages and all this sort of things. <laughs> He puts you stretch out, put his feet up because he's your next to your empty chair. So um, yeah, yes. I, I went to I went to one world premiere by not by accident, but my mate won tickets to go and see Prometheus, and she said, "Do you want to come?" I was like, "Yeah, I want to come." Um, and then you have to sit through this whole thing 
thinking this film is fucking terrible, but Ridley Scott is five rows behind me. I could literally go and punch him in the face for this, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, you mustn't punch Ridley Scott at his movie premiere. That's no, it would be mean because he's tiny. Literally, I, I tower over him. Like because when he went, and, he went and stood at the front of the um of the at the front of the so this is in uh, in Leicester Square at the Odeon. So he went and stood at the front in front of the ginormous screen, and I was like, he's wee. He he must be five foot tall. And not a, not a teeny bit higher. Oh, there you go. Tiny Ridley Scott. Tiny. Teeny tiny. You could fit him in your pocket. Don't, though. He wouldn't like that. Um, no, he wouldn't. About as much as I liked his last couple of films. Exactly. Um, what else <laughs> do we have? Nintendo announces a bunch of cool indie games for Switch. Oh, they announced that they were going to announce something, didn't they? And, and they, now they've announced it. Now they've announced it. I haven't seen what they announced. I have mixed feelings about indie games. Um, like, I like them. I want them to exist. It even frustrates me that they are segregated into being called indie games. Like, can't they just... They're games. Yeah. You know? What the, why do we feel the need to differentiate? Um, is it basically just saying this game hasn't had $180 million spent on it and took four years? Which ultimately means yeah. nothing. Um, you can spend all that money and spend all that time and come up with garbage. That happens quite yeah. frequently. Uh, but Nintendo, I think they're pushing this because it's good for them that they seem to have lots of games and more indie developers are making stuff than big game studios. Uh, so it's a yeah. good way of making it look like there's a lot of stuff on the Switch. Yeah, exactly that. I was about to say, it looks, it looks like there's a lot of stuff in the Switch. It pads out the library. Um, I was going to say, people people basically come to them and say, please, sir, can we make a game for your console? I was like, yes, if you want peasant. And so people make games for them. They pad, like I say, they pad out the library. And it again, it gives them this air of being a proper console because PlayStation and Xbox has indie titles on them. Well, yeah, that's true. There, is there anything that's available just on the Switch? And if there is, is, is there much of it in terms of indie stuff? Um, well, that's that's a question I don't know the answer to, to be honest. But it's, it's um, important that this stuff be there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't take it away. But, I mean, equally, I'm probably not going to play 99% of them. So, I mean, they look gorgeous. I, lo I love how they, mm. you know, the, the effort and work that goes into these and, you know, Obviously, there's so many of them. Some of them are great and some of them are shit. And there's a whole spectrum in between. Most of them are okay. Um, yes. The, the, do you know what? I, I don't want to see another one done in 16-bit graphics style. Like, that's, that's, that's done with now. That's becoming played out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, the Metroidvania kind of, like, say, the, the retro throwback kind of look. So, you know, Shovel Knight has got it locked down. You don't need to make another one of those games. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that it comes from, you know, you, you're not a big game studio. You can't you have teams of designers and artists and all this sort of thing. And so it's it's technically easier to do this 16 bit style graphics. And it's it's certainly yeah. less demanding on hardware. But, yeah, it's definitely played out now. And yeah. there's there's too many people doing other clever things with graphics for. You know, for it to still be working out as an excuse. I'm actually seeing it, ref you know, not very much, if at all, in this video. I'm kind of skipping through it because it's a 22-minute yeah. thing. Oh, there's a bit. But 
still, I, I like these games. They certainly should be games from smaller developers. This is good. Yeah, I, and I think that a lot of these games, a few people will download them on a, you know, just for, just to try them and, and love them, and it will be, and a few sometimes a few of these games, I'd say like Shovel Knight, will take off and become a massive kind of culty hits, and um, yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I'm I'm all for these games existing, but um, unfortunately, you then get the kind of the rough end of that. These things that get kick-started and then never nothing ever happens about them or end up in steam green light and just sit there for years and not do anything so um well i think yeah. the lesson is don't buy a thing that's not finished whatever no. platform or system or whatever be it kickstarter or steam or whatever until it's finished don't buy it because you the problem we, is go if ahead. you go by that principle you probably never buy a game because now these days, none of them are finished. Oh, but they're, they're, some are more finished than others, though. You yeah, know? like 95% <laughs> finished. It, it's it, Lots of games have bugs and get released with bugs that get patched later now. But, you know, if not all games, uh, it, it really is at the point where I expect that whenever I put a new game in, I'll just download the update for day one because um, yeah. there will be one. And indeed, every new game I've put in for months has had that thing. Um, even on Nintendo, who are very good for that sort of thing, actually. They they are still putting out games that need very little patching later. Mm. Um, but, yeah, well, indie games. I, I like physical releases as well. I wish that was easier to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, again, just coming back to the Shovel Knight example, um, it was going to have a physical release, but then something weird happened and there wasn't one. Like something got fucked up with the money or something like this and um, it never happened, so you can only buy it digitally. Yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I mean, I'm looking over at my shelf now and I've got, you know, a nice shelf of games. I'm sure it's not as nice as yours as you've got many more than I have, but um, yeah, I'm looking over at them and then I sort of look at, think about my library that I've got on sort of digital and it would be nice to have like the Assassin's Creed, um, say, so we'll end up always end up coming back to them. There's a, a HD, there's an arcade title, uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, and it would be nice just for completion's sake to have a box for that. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can't. <laughs> Same with again. I mean, I'm playing. I'm working my way through the Far Cry's, as everyone knows. Um, Far Cry, the first is now known as Far Cry Classic, is uh, available only in the arcade, Xbox Arcade. So you can't buy a just a box. So I can't put them on my shelf next to all my other Far Cries. Same with Blood Dragon. See, um, some of these are being sold as boxes, you know, uh, for yeah. this reason. People want a box on their shelf. And yeah, I like boxes. It, it's why we see things like uh, with the the Mighty Number no. Nine thing. Their mm. Kickstarter uh, thing was a box for the game that you don't have, but you have. It, it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, because I, I think we've I've sort of underrated having having physical things almost. <coughs> like this whole thing about phones getting bigger, we miss having things to hold almost i bought some vinyl records the other day and i was like oh it's so nice have a nice big thing and i can see the artwork properly and you know it's me when you hold it do you know what i mean it's yeah. um yeah it's nice to have nice i mean as well with some of these boxes of the indie games they're properly nice and well thought about and um i like reading the little leaflet inside i get pissed off when i buy a game it hasn't got a leaflet inside 
Me too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind uh, of miss. I kind of miss reading all the little bits of lore and say, "This is what this enemy looks like, and this is its name, and this is how you beat it." Like you used to get in the old Mario things. I miss. Oh, that. I miss instruction books so much. Yeah, so much. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, because that's sort of the prima guys have kind of filled that void for me. Um, yeah, I mean, because I was very much like, why would I want one of those? If I just read, if, it, if I get stuck or I need to see something, I could look on YouTube. Or, but it's so nice to actually have a book and look in it and read about it. And then, I mean, because the one that I picked up for, because I sort of have this uh, sort of now doing this thing that some Prima Guides are, are very expensive, very collectible, especially the hardback ones. But some of them are pennies yeah. on Amazon. And yeah, just flicking through and think, it's sort of trying to get, for games that I've got on my shelf, it'd be nice to have the Prima guide for it. So, you know, flicking through it and sort of even sort of games that I've, you know, drained every ounce of content out of, it's kind of nice to sort of read the little lore bits and things that they kind of put in there to give it flavor. It, it's just, yeah, it, I don't know if it, it's sort of a combination of nostalgia and something else, I think. But yeah, it's going back to having those leaflets with drawings of the enemies in and things like that. I, I do miss that. Very much. Incidentally, you know you can get Shovel Knight on like nearly every platform as a physical thing. As a physical, as a box? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, because I thought that they had, because I mean, when it, because it's out for Xbox and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I thought there was a problem about putting, make, getting a physical release for it. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, like old news and I've just never seen a copy of one. That's entirely possible. Yeah, Sorry if I've misled people, but yeah. PS4, Xbox One, 3DS, Wii U. And I believe there's a Switch version. Yeah. I need to, it's one I need to play actually. I, would, um, I have the, the yeah, 3DS it's kind version. Of, it's kind is, of got a Metroidvania thing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I've seen it played on the 3DS. It looks, it's perfect for that size of, like the 3DX XL. But yeah, it's perfect for that sort of size. Like it's right back to that Castlevania kind of feel of a game. Cool. So if, uh, we'll carry on. I, I was just going to say, I'm definitely going to play this one. That, yeah, that is that if there are people who've played it already, um, I would say as well, I, I think it was, was it last year or the year before, it might be 2015, SGDQ, there was a speed run of um, Shovel Knight. It's one of those ones that's kind of become very trendy in kind of speed run community. Yeah. And they actually had the devs at the event. So they were watching a lad speed run it and commentating on the, and, you know, this lad was doing things that the program was like, how did you do that you're not supposed to be able to do that and things like that it's amazing if you could if you if you're a person who's into that sort of thing and even if you're not so much into speed running but just interested in how games are put together it's it's brilliant it's like a document it's like a free documentary on shovel knight yeah look it up on youtube sgdq shovel knight should find it for you it was really good cool uh that's all our news all right okay that's it we've done it all not bad going. Yeah, not bad at all. So now we have the what have you been playing section. Yeah. Um, well, Primal is all done, um, which again was, uh, you know, we, we made a sort of comment about caveman politics probably aren't very complicated and you know what, they're not. And in the end, it wasn't a very complicated ending, but I was perfectly fine with it <laughs> because it told a proper story with a beginning, middle and end that made sense and wasn't 
sort of made trying to make an ironic comment about modern shooters and things like that. So I was, you know, I was very pleased with it, and I sort of is sort of ended up 100% in it and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's out of the all the ones I played, the Far Cry is my favourite. So yeah, excellent. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And again, sort of flipping through the Prima <laughs> Guide. Yeah. Um, it's got an extremely comprehensive Prima Guide, actually. Um, what was quite funny, though, I was sort of reading uh, reading a bit of sort of the character lore, and it said, <laughs> this is after I finished it, finished main game anyway, and it said, um, you know, make sure you carry on playing to unlock the second ending. And I was like, the second what? <laughs> so i ran to google to google this and it turned out that i had actually seen the true ending in in inverted commas it's just that the way they worded it i was like hang on a minute (laughs) it really just sort of stopped me dead and i thought hang on a minute i thought i'd seen all that this game had to offer me don't tell me there's something i hadn't done and i hadn't seen you know the true ending but it turns out i had so um but yeah just the way it was worded i was like oh fucking hell don't tell me i've got to start again or something but um yeah it it it, it kind of has two endings because there's kind of two factions that you have to fight against you kind of get an ending for each faction so that's what it meant but the way it was worded i was like oh shit but um yeah i, I really enjoyed it and um yeah i'm probably gonna play blood dragon next which i'm really looking forward to what's blood dragon Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is uh, it, what it was. Is this yeah? It was. It's sort of a spin-off from from Three. It's it's kind of everybody who loves eighties action movies, so Commando and Predator and all this sort of thing. It's it, you play Sergeant Rex Power Colt, who's uh, like a super soldier. It's set in the exotic space year of two thousand and seven, and it's all neon and um, you know cool guns and all this sort of thing so it one of these, it kind of just came out with kind of no fanfare when it first was rumored people were like oh it's gonna be it's like an april fools or something it's not a real game and then it came out as like, oh shit it is a real game so it's sort of set in this i think it's got a very similar map to far cry 3 it was developed pretty fast but it's actually kind of one of the best far cries apparently so um yeah i'm really looking forward to it and it's right up my street with all the kind of the 80s sensibility and stuff like that so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to getting into it wow i'm, I'm just looking to see if i can, it's a digital only thing isn't it this yeah uh even if you buy the disc that has it you get a code yeah that's right so i mean again there was discussions that i think obviously when it when it got out when it came out and people started playing it and it kind of blew up huge with um um, there was some talk of there was going to be a physical release. I also believe they release an LP with some of the soundtrack on, um, which I think is you know trying to fight, trying to find hen's teeth now, um, trying to get a copy of one of these things. But um, yeah, it was it's a it's a digital only, and I was quite fortunate. A couple of I think it was about eighteen months ago, it was free on Games with Gold. So you know if you're a gold member of uh, you have a gold membership for xbox that you get now four free games a month and it was on that um it's backwards compatible on xbox one as well so you get sort of slightly nicer graphics and all that sort of thing so yeah cool you can get the original the blood dragon soundtrack on cd that's mm. there but oh there's window you see even the windows versions it's like a, a uplay download code yeah it is. I mean, because there, there is a box set. Uh, there was a box that you could get, which had the Far Cry Classic, as they now call it, too, and what they call Wild Expeditions, 
which was um i think because there's this sort of other spin-off which is called uh, far cry predator instincts which i believe that is kind of not canonical and i uh, won't allow to look through all the achievements they're they're basically it's entirely multiplayer there's not much of a single player to speak of so i probably won't bother with it i'll just do all the other ones um you know we're talking about can you get into the story if there's all these installments yeah. i'm just such a i'm just such a i'm kind of one of those people who've like if i'm getting into a series i'm watching all of it i'm playing all of it it's kind of not an option to kind of jump on in the middle um for me so um yeah because when because i because i missed essentially a whole generation out because i didn't play 360 at all or playstation 3 um when i was like i'd really like to have a go at these assassin's creed games i literally went to my local game reseller and basically bought the shelf of assassin's creed because right. they've been out for a while it was like they were like three for six quid or something so i was like yeah blink, 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 thanks very much and uh, see you in a couple of months couple of months so yeah uh, that was i think i got on board just before just as black flag came out so yeah i it was i was sort of in a race to catch up to get up to um to black flag so yeah i ended up whizzing through them all pretty quick right yeah I, I yeah, I also enjoy it. like you just get the whole lot. Let's just do that. Well, that's what I've done with Far Cry as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Alison doesn't get yeah. it. That's what she's been saying. Like, why do you need to buy all the games now? Like, I don't know, but I kinda just do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, pretty it's, much. <laughs> I know I'm not playing them all. I'm aware of that, but I kind of have yeah. to have them on the shelf. Yeah, I, I don't I, know I, I'd like them there to look at. I'm, you know, I know I'm getting to you. You know, it's. I know that it's nice to know that you're there when I'm ready for you. But what if I'm ready for you sooner than I thought? It's nice to have you there on the shelf. So exactly, exactly. What if it comes to needing the game and you can't find the game, or or it's well, exactly. shot up in price or something like that? Who knows what could well, happen? That, and staying on top of the updates is the other thing that sort of gets me. I, I hate sort of now this thing of like we're talking about day one updates, but think keeping things updated. Like I don't mention it is an absolute bastard for that i mean literally you will when a new level pack comes out it's it's kind of become a bit of a bloated mess because they've had different phases so there was like a year one and now they're in year two so year one was fine when you got a new thing out of the package and you know because it's basically just like a, a game pad and you have like an off-fid chip and you put it on the you put it on the pad and it recognizes your little mini fig essentially yeah um it was fine you got one out of the pack and put it on and it was fine problem is now in year two they've decided that all the level packs and because they have like different tiers so there's level packs which is a new level of the game like the normal lego type game levels and you have team packs which are just like little mini figs that you can use for that you know it's like the say it's like a normal lego game different mini figs have different abilities so one can melt gold and one can blow up rocks and things like that so it's just like extra little bits extra little people you can use and you know they look cool yeah um so problem is every one of these in year two every one of these packs they've now decided in their wisdom is being released as separate dlc essentially so when you put that RFID chip on the thing it's like okay you need to download the level that goes with it which is fine problem is when you've got a few of these they all have to update at the same time because they have to like if you have a new harry potter figure if you want to get harry potter in the goonies world the goonies world has to understand the harry potter figure is 
So that means the Goonies level has to update. It also means your Doctor Who level has to update. Yeah, your Sonic level has to update. Fucking all of them. So literally, the last time I put a new level pack, like I started a new level pack, it's like literally I'm not playing Lego Dimensions today. I'm updating it to play it for tomorrow because the the base game is 13 gig on its own. Right. So that needs a 13 gig update. Then all the level packs are two gig on top. So if you've got like eight of those, so you've got a 13 gig update, then eight two gig updates each. Yeah. Forget it. You're not playing it today. Because they all have to be updated before you can. It's it's not enough to just play the base game to update the base game, and then play with your new minifigs. They've all got to do it, even if you have no intention of ever putting Harry Potter in the Goonies world. Goonies world still got update. That's terrible. It has become a bloated nightmare. I mean, literally, the thing I've got like a five hundred gig hard drive in it that's the, the, what the Xbox One came with initially. Yeah, there are one terabyte versions. I've got external drive to sort of so i've got space but i mean it literally takes up i think i think i've gotten it's like a 50 gig kind of partition of just lego dimension shit it's it's just a bloated wow i mean i don't know what it's like if you've got kids you're like okay let's play it today oh no sorry it's got to do 30 gig worth updates we can do anything i i think you you give up (laughs) on it pretty quick and you just try and distract them with something else yeah but i mean it (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But what it has meant is that I've spent it literally as well as we're coming up to another wave of figures are coming out imminently. So that means it's going to start wanting to do updates. But then there's a thing of like, oh, okay, this update didn't quite work. Now you need another update. So that's another at 13 gig. Literally, I've had it that well, it's, it's done a 13 gig update one day. Yeah. I've come back the next day and, you know, just sort of look to see if there's any updates. It's done another 13 gig update the next day. So it's That's insane. It is mental. I mean, it's I, I, there was people complaining the other day because Doom did a a free DLC weekend, so you have a free play right. of the DLC if you haven't got the season pass, which was fine. And I thought, okay, well that sounds fun. I got my Doom disc. I put it in fifty eight gig update. It <laughs> wanted to update everything. Oh, dear. Thank Christ we've got unlimited broadband. Yeah. I mean, go fuck yourself if you're on a two gig a day limit or something like that. I mean, God, yeah. But then those people on two gig limits make their own bed. Yeah, um, I mean, as well, when you... when You know, Chuck's not like the internet police, but when he's like, it's not downloading anything off iPlayer. Are you downloading something and you go, yeah, it's a 58 gig update on my... Like, my what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just kiss goodbye to anything that day because, yeah, it's, I mean, we've got decently okay broadband here. I mean, we are a bit out on the sticks, but it's it's fine. It's pretty good. But, yeah, when you have that and, you know, the Lego Dimension, I mean, I'm dreading the next wave coming out because, I've you know, every time you add more packs, it's yet more updates. Yeah, of course. So it just increases kind of exponentially. I'm kind of, I'm sort of in the thing of, like, I'm kind of looking forward to... I know it sounds bad, but you're almost kind of looking forward to when Lego says, okay, so this is the, you know, this wave here is the last Lego Dimensions wave. You think, good, I can play it and then put it on my my big hard drive and it's not going to grind my game playing for the day to a halt. 
because I mean you can play other games when it's running in the background but you know when you you know I'm an adult but well in, in name only but you've got your little sweaty hands in on the Lego Dimensions thing you're like oh good I can, you know, I'm looking forward to playing this oh no not today terrible terrible I'm not going to get into it's that so, it's, it's so first world problems but it's it's frustrating when you, you know, you're looking forward to play uh, playing something and you know I appreciate you've got little bits here and there and other things have to update and that's fair enough i understand that's modern gaming but um yeah there, there's got to be a better way than these enormous bloated kind of in, these downloads which are just stupid there's yeah there must be a better way i think they're getting too happy with them to be honest yeah just I, you know oh it's just it's just five gig but, you know on a bad day i mean when i bought the xbox one it i bought the pack or i bought the box which packaged it with unity um assassin's creed unity so it's a download code um i mean and that was again that was 50 gig so i ended up having to do it over two days because like i say we you know sometimes the broadband's good and you know like happened to poor mike today sometimes it's you know there's no broadband for you today so you know no no game for you terrible I hang my head in shame for them because they won't. They won't. No, uh, because I say they just sort of go, "Oh well, it's just this." But I mean, we're you know, I'm lucky in the you know, like I say, it's un- I have an unlimited. We have an unlimited package with our inter- our internet provider. But I know if you if you're a person who really lives out in the middle of nowhere and you want to play these things, I mean, what you could set aside a week to download it. I mean, yeah, it is. Stupid. It is absolutely. I think we f- we forget because again we've got pretty okay broadband here, but yeah, we forget it's above the national average. Yeah, um, I mean it's not, but it's not like even buying the disc saves you from it, is it? You know, you buy the disc and then it's like, okay, I'm going to put all of this on the hard drive. Please wait a you know two hours while I do it because it's a forty gig upload download. Now the P- the PS4 has gotten much better with that recently. It yeah. used to do the whole. <laughs> you will install me before you play me. And now it installs yes. as you play, uh, which is yeah, uh, the Xbox one is kind of crappy for that. I mean, um, one example, so sniper elite four, that was um, a thing of that's, that's taking up another huge chunk of my hard drive at the moment. It's like, um, so I got the season pass. Those I've got the DLC on top, but I think the vanilla game is like 40 something gig. And the Xbox was like, you know, I'm going to download this. You have to get about, it's about two thirds of the way through before it'll be like, okay, I'm ready to play now. And you can, it will sort of the doubt rest will happen in the background. You right. have to do a, a fairly big chunk of it before they will let you know, before you're allowed to to play it. I, I'm still kind of taken aback by how much storage space I actually need on that PS4. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I got the 500 gig version because at the time, we we were coming from plenty. yeah we were coming from the Xbox 360 and we've got the the last one we got I don't know what model it is it's the the shiny black one uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't wanted- it wasn't the absolute last one they did but it was near that no. and I think it's yeah. got a 240 gig hard drive I think somewhere thereabouts yeah. so the idea of getting a 500 gig drive was just ludicrous. And then you no, remember, feel this. yeah, it's then like, oh yeah, we put a Blu-ray drive in this one. Don't forget, Rich. Like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've been installing some of my old 360 games on it again. And it's 
five gigs, yeah. seven gigs, whatever, because it's DVDs. There's no, yeah. you know, there's nothing there to install. But the PS4, Blu-rays. Like, have you got yeah. 68 gigs spare? Oh, I don't know. Okay. We, we're going to get, I'm yeah, going to get a, a USB 3 hard drive for it. To- Which is what I did. Um, It was kind of the sort of the next thing I did after when, when I got it, because I, re- I mean, because I got the Halo... When when I bought it, because I, I bought sort of like I said, I've got the the Unity one. Um, I had Black Flag also, and um, Far Cry, and uh, no, not Far Cry, uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. You know, and you put you get into, you know break them out of the plastic and put them in, and they're like, okay, so that's you've got five hundred ter- five hundred gig hard drive. That is fifty. So that's one hundred and fifty of it in mm. three games. So like literally. The next thing I did, I went and bought a. I also went with the principal buy the biggest hard drive you can afford. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, because I got a three terabyte one, and I'm now getting to the point of that is over two thirds full. Because I say, because I do games with gold as well. So now you get, it used to be only two, but now you get four free games a month. So you get two Xbox, sort of Xbox One titles. And they're not usually the full, the sort of the full fat kind of AAA type ones. It's usually like an indie and then you get kind of a, get to get two Xbox 360 ones. So they sort of, you know, kind of not AAA, but sort of the ones below. So like it was Bayonetta the other day, it was Red Faction Armageddon last month and things like that. So kind of that level, a lot of the Saints Row games and that sort of thing are usually on it, which is great. And because I, again, because I mixed it, I missed out on quite a lot of the 360 era. I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll download that. Problem is starting to build up. And I say the, my 500 terabyte thing is, is nearly full. And my my external hard drive is now getting to the point of do I need to buy another one? <laughs> yeah, just always get the biggest one you can afford. I I am so gutted yeah. still that I didn't get the terabyte PS4, and and especially yeah, for um, the for the fucking reason that I got the I got the five I could get the five hundred gig one with Star Wars Battlefronts or the one terabyte one on its own, and knowing that I still wanted to buy Star Wars Battlefront or Battleground, whatever it was called. So I got the one with the fucking game, thinking 500 gigs was tons of space. Plenty. And, and then yeah. 500 gigs turned out to be nothing, and the game turned out to be utter shite. So I don't even have the game anymore. So it was yeah, all just a stupid thing. I should have got yeah, the terabyte I, I, version. It's kind of almost worth, I mean, because in, in a way, actually, perhaps this is the best, uh, best approach with a game with the Xbox One X, what is how big is the hard drive in the Xbox One X? Does anyone know? Is this in the wild? This information Interesting because four K games, I carumba, they're going to be enormous. Yeah, they are because that's all the uh, oh one terabyte. That ain't going to cut it. Not for long. Not so for long. What, hold, hold fire and wait for the Xbox One X two terabyte version because you're going to need that much space. And you're probably going to need, like, if you can, ex- if you can plug an external hard drive into it. I mean, five five terabyte hard drives are pretty affordable now. We bought one the other day for backup and stuff, and it was a hundred. I want to say hundred and thirty. I think we got it for something around there. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at them now. They they are about that price. Yep, yeah, buy a five terabyte one because <laughs> you, oh. you you will need that much space. It's a Toshiba five terabyte. Three and a half inch SATA drive, one hundred and thirty six pounds forty four pence. 
and I yeah, could I just put in a USB three enclosure, and you sorted. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I yeah, found it a good one of them. They were about eighteen. That was about eighteen quid, and it's great. Just turns a hard drive into a USB hard drive, USB three hard drive. It's it, God, amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, we because we sort of got one to because. Um, when when you buy because we've got a three say we do the three D movie thing if you buy a three D one it will usually comes with a code for you know so you can watch it on your on your mobile and things so what we do is is do that and then put that image on a on a hard drive so we've got it sitting there and I think eventually what we're going to do is like um sort of plug it in and have it as like a like a little media sen- server yeah good idea yeah yeah I think that's the way to do it also I mean because we've got all this stuff sort of sitting around we've got one to back it up to so and also we because we um i'm married to an internet security man so we keep a copy uh, we have a uh, we have a hard drive with our stuff off site so should our house burn down i do that, hard drive that is elsewhere. no, no yeah. that's sensible i do that there, yeah. there is a hard drive at my mum and dad's house of all the yeah. old simply syndicated episodes in zip form yeah uh actually i've abandoned doing that i just upload them to amazon now that's probably better i mean but that, that's what we've done because i mean we've got like <coughs> obviously we've got images of paperwork and stuff so all that stuff is on a on a disc uh, a, a thing which is offsite, as chuck would call it um so yeah it's i th- when when we when we first talked about doing that i was like it seems a bit extreme but then more i thought about it, i was like oh actually yeah in this day and age you, you kind of want to do that because everything is on there and why wouldn't you yeah because I, you, if you can fit all your paperwork on a little thing why wouldn't you keep it somewhere else in case you know someone blows your house up these things happen the most common thing you yeah. go into into a burning house for what is it after family members and pets is photographs so yeah i like having the opportunity to not give a shit because my house can burn down yeah, but just- but apple and google are cool they're fine <laughs> You know, yeah, that's in, cool. I mean, they're, they're not going to shut down tomorrow, are they? So. No, and in fact, they could have a few fires, like literal fires, and it still wouldn't destroy my photos. So, you know, it's it's. I'd like putting my faith in that. Yeah, that's nice. It really is, and you know, it's like Alison actually said to me, you know, if this thing happened, they risk you under the off the roof with Jasmine under one arm and your Xbox under the other. That's it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. These games aren't backed up anywhere. They're on that shelf, no, and that's, that's all there is to it. Can you can you actually back them up? No. Because I'm. Oh, this is now. You can't. You're not allowed to do it, are you? You'd have to crack the copy protection, and you'd have to have consoles that played back backed up cracked games, which means yeah. which is doable for some of them. I think you can hack. You can yeah. mod them, but none of mine are modded. Um, no. No. And I, I don't really want to get into that. I, I want the proper things. No. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, because obviously with, with DVDs and stuff, you can make an entirely legal backup copy, but I mean, you can't do that with uh, games, can you? So. No. And, and to be honest, I once had, I did have a modded Xbox and it was rubbish yeah. and it never really worked right again. And I, the whole experience put me off modding a console ever. To be well, I mean, it was quite trendy a, a while ago, wasn't it? So, I mean, before things like, um, I know we said, we, oh, I said we probably wouldn't end up talking about this, but now Raspberry Pis are a thing. You don't have to, you know, send 
say you know send off your your xbox to you know some bloke's cousin and hope it comes back in one piece exactly um yeah which is what it used to be back in back in the day i mean i you know, had friends who had xboxes it was never anyone they knew directly it was always you know such and such is mate or such and such is cousin and all these sort of things who knows how to do these things honestly and you sort of, you know, give it to them, you know, cross your fingers for a while and hope it came, it came back in some sort of usable state. It, it, you know, it's at the same time, I love it and it infuriates me that these things yeah. exist, that they are the little mm-hmm. sort of cottage, in, cottage industry things. There is, what is it? Uh, right. So on the back of a GameCube, if you've got an early GameCube, there is an analog video signal out and a digital video signal out port. And they they never use the digital one for anything, but it is a way to get great video quality out of your Nintendo GameCube. And the only way to do it is Nintendo briefly made a, a component cable adapter for that socket. Mm. And they made it for about 20 minutes and sold nine of them. And those nine are now worth a billion pounds each. And yep. the that port, they eventually just took it off later iterations of the GameCube. So... You have to have like an initial run GameCube to even have this port. And no one has been able to crack how this damn thing works. So there are no third party cables for this thing. No third party cables. But interestingly, this brings me on to something I was going to mention to you off off air. But um, this is kind of relevant now. I sort of occasionally watch a YouTube channel by a bloke who goes by the name of Metal Jesus Rocks. This we're dude we're is about a, to talk about the same thing. The same thing. Okay, yes. right. Do you want to? Do you want to roll with it then? I will do because this is where yeah. I got it. And he, well, this guy Metal Jesus, who's a, a nice YouTuber guy. You get. Yes. I feel like he wants to be harder and rocker, rockier, and all that than he actually. Is. He's clearly a really lovely guy, isn't he? Who's yes. all smiley he's, he's and giggly. Gen- gentle soul, yeah. yes. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he wishes he had tattoos and a motorbike and all this stuff. Yes. But, yeah. you know, he reminds me very much of Will Tristram in the same ways. Uh, but that's mm. beside the point. The fact is, some dude sat in his kitchen with some wires and a soldering iron and whatever managed to figure out how this fucking port works on the back of the, mm. the GameCube. And he has made a... Uh, a GameCube to HDMI adapter that uses this digital port, uh, which apparently gives you great quality output. But the problem is, if you want one, they cost a fortune and you're going to wait yeah. because he's sat making them at his kitchen table with his yes. soldering iron and bits of wires and stuff. So it's like, I, oh, I want one, but I need it to be 20 quid and come from Amazon. But it's not. It's a hundred. problem is as well, did you... <laughs> It's it's a lot of money, but also have you seen? Uh, it's a fairly recent video of his where it fried his GameCube. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna put that down to accidental inappropriate use. Yeah, but I mean, it seems that there there has been not just him, but other people who have got one from this fella. Um, and literally, if you move your GameCube at all during the use of the said object, sometimes it will cross cross the uh, the little oh little things inside and no more GameCube for you. I mean, literally not even the catastrophic off the table thing that happened to happen to this fella's GameCube. It's literally like move it a tiny bit. and uh, Yeah. Maybe I'm going to pass. Yeah. I'm going to pass on it. Well, I, I think mean, the- wait until he's fixed it. <laughs> but again, that's the other thing with the cottage industry is of this, apparently this, um, 
Metal Jesus has been in touch with this fella, and he's not the only person who's brought up this issue. It has it has cost the lives of several good GameCubes. This thing, um, apparently, to the point that the bloke has now stopped taking orders and is committed to fixing this problem. Right. But because say it's one bloke, one table, one lot of wires, one soldering iron, this may take some time. Yeah. Give him, give him a minute. And he's probably, I would yeah, imagine he's got a job to do and a family to live with and all these other things to deal with. Uh, so I'm, I think it's amazing that there are people out there that can do this stuff, but I want one now, make it work and be a thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, that's a lovely channel to watch. Though he's a very, like you say, he's a, he's a devastatingly nice chap, Metal Jesus, um, and has got some genuinely interesting videos about. I mean, obviously, I think it's it's a little bit touchy. Sort of your mileage will vary because we're in England and he's in Seattle. But um, some of the some of the collectibles um, that they that he's picked up, and he's got brilliant videos about if you're a person who wants to start. You know, you want to buy the get the every Wii game. You know, here's a bloke who's got every Wii game, and this is what's rare, and this is this is good copies of this look like, and it's it's tremendously informative. And I know we were talking about the other day about those nice Xbox controllers. Yeah, there's a whole video on his channel with the, with a young lady whose name escapes me at the moment, um, who collects Xbox controllers. So if you want to know what's a valuable Xbox controller, if you just have to be cruising by a CEX and see one in the window and think, is that worth it? I would say definitely check out that video that he's done. It's a, it's a really properly informative, good channel, that one. Uh, it's one of those you sit watching him uh, do his thing and you've got a notepad yeah. open on the screen yes. next to it and you're writing down game titles as he's talking and, yeah. and searching for them on CEX. And yeah, but you, your mileage varies because he's in America and different things are worth different values. Uh, so you occasionally get him saying, and this is an ultra rare game. It's worth hundreds of dollars. And he's like, oh, it's 75 pence on CEX. Okay, that's I'll have that one then. <laughs> okay. And then yeah, have that one. And then in a similar way, he will occasionally do that. And this one's everywhere. So you can pick it up for nothing. And then you go, shit, that's 80 quid here. Okay. Yes. I'll pass also, on that. Also, I think... I think another thing that some because specifically because he lives in Seattle, which is the home of Microsoft. So I think that especially with Xbox stuff, they kind of come across things that you would never find in the wild because you know all these all these devs and stuff who worked or have worked for Microsoft and on Xbox, they get promotional stuff. Yeah, and then this promotional stuff ends up at the goodwill because they don't care about it anymore. So I think that they, they sort of end up with things that you would never, ever find outside of, you know, outside of uh, where they, you know, Frasier lives. Oh, I bet, I bet Seattle's good for thrifting for that reason. Yeah. Go where all the tech yeah, journalists I, live. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure like, you know, the whole Silicon Valley, California, you know, the thrift, you know, the thrift places around there. I'm sure that there's some, there's some gems around there. It's a bit like when I when I used to work when I worked in central London. Um, I used to work near uh, Bond Street. So occasionally, if you go into the charity shops around there, you can't afford anything in there <laughs> because it's designer club up wall to wall. Literally, I went into the Oxford. I was like, it's a lunch. I went into the Oxfam and I thought this is more expensive than <laughs> just buying it from a normal shop. Some of these, some of the stuff in there. Oh dear. See, watching people go thrifting is another thing I've begun to do on Amazon, on YouTube, and that I find bizarre as well. Just watch people go and rummage through old shit and go, hey, look, this I, is I interesting. And I wish we had them so I could do it too. 
Yes, do you know what? You know when I said I went to a car boot the other day? <laughs> I went because I'd watched <laughs> I'd watched like a thrifty video on, on YouTube just like you and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to the car boot. There is got there's gotta be a bargain there that no one's come across. And it was just all Valdunic and LPs, old copies of Call of Duties and um lots of weird shoes. See, yeah, I'm I'm in the same mindset though. I'm thinking I'm going to go to the car boot sale. There will be the one old guy there with a crate of GameCube games that he wants a fiver for yes. to just get them yeah. out of his sight, and yes. there it's going to be full of the rarest games ever made. Um, yeah, uh, that's going to happen. I'm planning it for the next weekend. I think. Uh, yeah. The only thing stopping <laughs> me is, of course, car boot sales happen in the morning, so I'm I'm yeah, fucked. You have to- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but when you say the morning, really the morning, because that's the thing. I don't know if this is the same in because they have like what they call garage sales in America, which is kind of like everyone comes to you and then turfs your stuff over. Yeah. But do you do I feel like do you feel like we need to explain the concept of a car boot to you put, to Americans? But basically, yeah, you put <laughs> all your stuff, all all your old shit in the boot of the car and drive it to a car park somewhere. Sounds yep. a bit like dogging, actually. It kind basically, of is. It basically, it is dogging. Basically, as soon as the car booters leave, the doggers turn up. Pretty much. And, uh, you know, some of them are charity events, some of them are pub car parks. It, it varies. But for some yeah. reason, someone decided once upon a time that this should all start at like 5 a.m. Yes. Because <laughs> if you go, because normally these things are like, Oh, you know, the gate opens to the pub. I mean, because the, the traders will be there at half past six in the morning. At that point, all the good stuff is gone because the people who are at the car boot sales then buy other shit from people who are there trading as well. So 90% of the good shit will be gone at half past six. The, the, the gates usually then open at like half eight, nine o'clock. And again, if you're not there, then forget it. If you turn up to the car boot at 12 o'clock, you might as well have stayed in bed because everything will be gone of any import. Absolutely. You know, you, you and usually you've you've either driven to or walked miles to the car boot. They're always in the middle of a, like in a, in a field, or they're never close to your house. In my experience, so you know, unless you you know you're sort of going because you really like Tony and Sandra's bacon bat van, which will inevitably be at the car boot sale. Um, you have to get there at the crack of flipping dawn. Basically, and I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm not doing that. No. We have a pile of stuff in this. We have a pile of stuff in this room for the car boot sale. It's been there for like eight years. It's not going yeah, anywhere. Do you know what? That's the thing. Because um, my dad. Because again, you always sort of have this thing of shall we do a car boot? And thank God for eBay because you don't have to do it anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, when some friends of my dad's went and they ended up taking a van because they had tons of stuff to get rid of and like several tables and things like that. So they had like a big pitch. So they turned up at six o'clock in the morning to sort of get set up. And <laughs> sort of while they had their backs turned, a group of people would open the back of their van and was turfing stuff over. Go, how much you want for this, mate? Fucking hell. It's like vultures. You've got to be, you have to be there then to get anything worth having at a car boot. Just, you know, literally, I, I I went to the because they have in the summer here one every Sunday throughout the summer holidays because that's the only time anyone apart from the locals is in Yarmouth um, and it's at the race course which is a fair old boot from where we are so I said to Chuck let's go to the car boot it'll be really interesting we haven't been there for ages and Chuck looked at me like you bloody mad woman are you sure <laughs> we've got to get up 
and I said, yeah, I know we'll get up. But, you know, I, again, I'd seen, I'd watched a Metal Jesus video. There was one where he's, he bought like 600 PC games for $75 or something. And I was like, I'm going to find a gem. Like you say, there'll be a Nana who's just sick of looking at all these games. And, That's you it. know, I, I will find my fortune. I'm going to take pictures. And I'm going to be on top front page of Reddit. And I went there and it's a muddy field. Like I say, Tony and Sandra's uh, bacon lorry. And, you know, a lot of shit um vinyl records um like i say lots of shoes always lots of shoes as if you're gonna buy a pair of shoes to wear out of the car boot i don't know i, I don't like um, the idea of pre-owned shoes it's, yeah, it's re- I, really pre-owned shoes yeah i'd, I'd rather have <laughs> shitter shoes that are new than pre-owned yes. shoes yeah there's always a lot of like fisher price type toys because there's people trying to get rid of stuff that their kids have had and when i was at the car boot the other day there was a table of very suspicious erotica um <laughs> books <laughs> and i was like who the fuck is going to the car boot and going yes a load of grubby old pornogra- pornographic books and the bloke was sitting behind the table looking at me like gonna have a look love i was like no sir i'm out of here so yeah. in, in and around it in five minutes it was um and yeah, I mean, some of these carpets you have to pay to get into as well. Screw that. Luckily, ours is free. Screw that. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it, as I say, and as well, it pissed down the day before. So the field was muddy. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was sort of the, the, it was grim to the point of parody, our car boot up at the, uh, the other day. So um, I was like, I probably won't come back for some considerable time if that is the, the quality of the car boot up here. <laughs> Yeah, probably leave it then, I think. Yeah, probably leave it. There's, I mean, like I, say, I mean, you know the other day we were talking about the Call of Duties and I would say they basically give you one at the car boot with a bacon bat. Yeah. Literally, every, every like there were there were games there who had games and literally all of them were either FIFA or Call of Duty. They're, every they're, single one, there was nothing else. They're, they're just so cheap. I mean, I've got a couple of like similar games on my wish list that are coming out and I kind of don't want to buy them because I know in a year they'll be 50 pence each. That's the thing. I mean, I don't care. Like, I don't know who all the hockey teams are. I don't know if they're wrong. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah, know. You know, I don't need to buy the hockey game this year till next year when it's three pounds or whatever. The idea yeah. of paying fifty quid for it now just turns me over a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean that's that's the thing with the these sports games, especially that come out every year. You really, there is no need to buy every year of FIFA. It's essentially the same game. Twenty FIFA thirteen is essentially the same as FIFA fourteen, FIFA fifteen. If you're a person who's interested in the teams, you know, I get it. You want to play with the, the latest players and uh, you know, with the, those players on the right teams and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I I kind of get one of those ones kind of every three years, and that's kind of fine. I mean, is it not reasonable to say EA? If you haven't got the gameplay of FIFA right by now, probably just pack it in. I I think you've got it covered. I I think you've figured out over the last 25 years how to make a football game. Just issue updates for teams. I don't know. But it's a silly idea because they rake it in every year. Because people do buy every one. People buy every every one. And I know there are people who are, are sitting on their sofa looking at their shelf with their games on and it's just every Call of Duty and every FIFA and that is it. Nothing else. 
Oh, I, I see that a lot when you're looking at people's mm. uh, game collections for sale on eBay. It is just yeah. box after box of here's every FIFA and every Call of Duty. Uh, and that's, that's all my games. Yeah, that's all some people play. And that in itself just makes me sad. So I've stopped looking at eBay. Yeah, you know, I, I've started looking for specific things. Like if there's a game, I, I just sort of do to like what they do, what they call warehousing. You know, you go to the shop, see how much it is in, in game or CEX secondhand, then go, right, how much on eBay? How much is it on Amazon? You know, like buy, buy new and used sort of thing. And then go, okay, so the, the cheapest place to get that is X. I mean, because I've, I'm gonna. This is this is confession time, right? You know, I hope you're sitting down. I've never played Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Red Dead Redemption Two is coming out in 2018. I could I could fit it in now. I could get it played. The game of the year edition is 12 quid. Yeah. So why wouldn't I do that? And again, you get Undead Nightmare with that. So oh, and so all good. the other DLC. So yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, it looks loads of fun. I've, I've never actually just those games. I've just never got around to playing. So um, yeah, but can you find on eBay? There's like two people selling Red Dead Redemption. Not necessarily because it's good. It's because no one owns it. All ninety percent of people, it seems, in this country at least. All they have is FIFA and Call of Duty. If you want a Call of Duty game, like they're pennies. Um, but anything else uh, seems to be like if you look on eBay, not hard to come by. But you're still play, you're still paying ten quid plus, not like three quid, which is what you would have thought a game which came out what is it six years, five six years ago now would be kind of in the, in the scale. If you see what I mean. Oh, it's so good though. I mean, all oh, right, here we go. Yeah. Red Dead Red- yeah, game of the year edition, 12 quid on for the Xbox That's 360. Worth it. For the, yeah, for- cause it's, it's backwards compatible. So I'll play it on one. Yeah. It, it, it's, that is so much game for 12 quid. It's so worth it. Cause yeah. it's amazing. And the undead night is the best piece of DLC anyone's ever produced for any game ever there. That's quite a claim, but it is. I think that's fair. I mean, because I mean, uh, it's a thing of Red Dead Redemption is a game I haven't personally played, but I've seen other people play it. So I've watched people play it on YouTube. I've seen my brother had it, so I've watched him play it. And um, it was one of those things of because it was it was innovative in in the, how open the world was. Red Dead Redemption at the time, I remember, because literally my brother said, "Here, look, I'm gonna." Uh, it was like a side mission. It was like a bounty. I think he had to do, mm. and um, he was chasing. I mean, because we he was chasing this bounty across like, you know, thing. And the guy ran across some train tracks and got wiped out by a train. And we thought that was the most amazing thing ever, that just random shit like that could happen. In- <laughs> it is. And it's a, <laughs> a game. it's a fantastic game. It's GTA, but you're a cowboy. What's not to like, you know? Well, what's nice is as well, if you're a Westworld fan, like I am, you could pretend it's Westworld just to add on top. Exactly. So, I'm surprised there isn't a so- Westworld computer game. If this was the eighties, there would have been. Oh yeah, there would be, and it would have nothing to do with anything the TV show was. Oh god, to no! Do with. No, yeah, it would be nothing no. to do with it, and would have weird music and other things. Should I talk about what I've been playing? Yeah, we sort of went off on a massive tangent. We let's, did a let's bit. do that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a shit ton of games next to me here. Um, oh if, yes, I've got to know what what amazing thing have you found? Right, uh, hang on, because I brought the PS4 games up because that that's really I've been playing a lot of PS4. Because uh, I've missed all good games coming out, so now I, I need to get them. Uh, so I played Knights of Azure, 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 uh, for the first time the other night. That's fucking awesome. 
a big hack I've, and slash. I've not come across this. I, I came across it because uh, the sequel is coming out for the Switch. And the, okay. there are still so few physical releases for the Switch, you can kind of keep track of all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you're paying attention. So I kind of, if this was a sequel, I wanted to play the original. It was cheap on PS4, so I, I got it. And it's it's fantastic. Um, cool. And it, it's just a big hack and slash game, but it's it's great fun. Very Japanese. Um, okay. So there's that. I've also been playing Shadows of Mordor a lot. Is yes. it Shadows of Mordor or Shadows of... I don't... It, the one that's out that doesn't have the microtransactions that's pissing everyone off. Uh, right. It's so satisfying smashing in orcs still. I'm, I'm still having fun with that. Yeah, very much. Very cool. much. I'm going to do that when we finish recording, I think. that's If I, if I can get to the PlayStation, because Uncharted. But the big thing this week that has rocked my tiny little world is Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle on the Switch. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's basically, I understand it, it's basically XCOM with Mario and Rabbids. Is, is this true? Oh, it's good. Yes, that's true. But it doesn't have any of the really annoying shit that XCOM has. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it, it, right, so there's... Oh, it's so good. I mean, right, so first of all, it's got all the cutesy, wonderful, happy, funny stuff that you get with Mario and you get with Rabbids, uh, which mm-hmm. I recently found out were done by the same guy that did Minions. But he did rabbits first. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it ma- it makes sense. But so if you imagine like an XCOM game and you don't have like the fog of war thing, you can look at the whole battleground before the, the battle starts. So that helps a lot. You always know where you're going and where the bad guys are and that sort of thing. And then in terms of your, your, your probability of a shot hitting its target, there's either zero, 50% or 100%. That's it. Right. And so all of that, my, my problem with XCOM is you just go out on the first mission, the, the first few missions, everyone just misses everything all the time. And I, I sit there just shouting, well, fuck you then at the TV screen. Yeah. Just, you, you, you <laughs> miss that. I told you to shoot the fucking alien. You decided no. So what, what do you want from me game? What do you want from me? And so Rabbids doesn't do that. Uh, yeah. so consequently I'm having a lot more fun with it. I am stuck on a level at the moment, which is pissing me off, but it's still fun and it's mm-hmm. mobile. So it's wonderful. I, that I does sound like fun. I recommend it a lot. It's the best Ubisoft game perhaps I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I've been playing a lot of Ubisoft games as of late. Uh, so I can imagine that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. That's that's a thing. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's good. I am really, really, really enjoying it a lot. There's a, it's got a great sense of humour to it. it. It's, it looks gorgeous. The music's fantastic. The gameplay's smooth and wonderful, and always makes sense. And is, I, I cannot praise this game enough. Definitely worth the money. I just wish oh, cool. Switch I games mean- look bigger on my shelf. But there you go. They are quite slim, aren't they? They are tiny, tiny boxes, but they're still bigger than they need to be because the, you know, the the cartridges are, are so tiny. Well, yeah. Well, you're lucky in a way. Then they're, they're not like okay. Here's the cartridge, and if you want the box, you know, you want the big box with the big art. That's another ten quid. It wouldn't surprise me if they ever did that one day. 
don't well, mind you though, those games are like 60 quid so perhaps you are really in a way they're not that bad to be honest i mean this was i got this for 39.99 oh that's all right which is which is fine for a brand new well for a, for basically a trip essentially it was a triple a release yeah why not yeah that's fine um so i'm okay with it the, what i found with amazon is if they don't have an official price of the thing they tend to put a stupid price on it and so mm. when the actual price comes out they give you, you the item at the, the regular price and then email and go look how much money you saved because you didn't yeah. pay 79.99 for that that indie game you know i, I know i was never going to and we both knew that amazon it's just what are you doing? And then they, if you pre-order on Amazon Prime, you get two pounds off. So that that that's all right. Isn't it? it just takes the edge off a bit. I mean, it's no great thing. It but does. It, it does. It, yeah. It ensures that they're cheaper than everybody else. Is what it does. Um, mm. You know, there's no reason to buy it from Game. I never look at Game. I just go to Amazon, and that's really. I think. It. I. I, th- I th- I think I because when I say obviously I say that I've been in game. I mean because literally because I think because my the our game shop is like a five minute walk from my house. So if I'm going to the shops, I'm basically going past game anyway. So I might as well look in there. Same with my CEX, and also because I know I'm doing this show, it's something it, it's something it's like you know it it's worth going in there to just look and see if there's anything of in, of remark while I'm in there, sort of thing. Like, for instance, I went in on my CEX. They had Shenmue 1 and 2 in there. And I thought, well, that's weird after we spent all that time talking about Shenmue the other week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but they, didn't, they were concealing the price, so I couldn't see how much they were. But, um, yeah, if you're a person who's uh, intrigued by what we were saying the other day, uh, CEX in Great Yarmouth has Shenmue 1 and 2 for Dreamcast, if you've got a Dreamcast. It's but again, on the those list. Are, are pence. It's on the list, Dreamcast. It really is. I think they're not, they're not extremely expensive, are they, at the moment? Or no, are no, they? they're remarkably cheap, actually. I will just look it up because I'm that way-minded. Dreamcast uh-huh. consoles, I think they're, yeah, 45 quid unboxed, 40 pounds discounted, which means there'll be a scratch on it or something, and yeah. uh, 60 pounds boxed. So that's it's not a lot more money for boxed, actually, is it, really? Not really. I, do, do you know what? I don't care about boxed. Fair enough. I, I know some people were really into to boxed. Yeah, and they kind of want to display the box and that kind of thing. I really don't have... I, there's enough problem storing games before I start displaying fucking boxes. I mean, but really, it, that's not on the list of things to do, to say the least. No. Um, no. Um, it, it, I mean, I appreciate there are... I mean, as well, then you've got to also worry about the condition of the box and all that sort of thing. Then, Because obviously you get grades of what the box is like and all that sort of thing. So it's, just like, it's another layer of of problems in it really exactly I appreciate some people are into them um but yeah i mean because usually there's quite a, a yawning chasm between the box and unbox price but that's not very much really that's why i've remarked on it um yeah so um it, it's literally like i say just because they're sort of on my way that i sort of tend to mention them but yeah when i actually buy games i don't i would never not, not a new game i would never think okay i want to get uh, Wolfenstein 2 when it comes out on the day I'm not going I haven't got my 60 quid and like queuing up outside game and I'm going in and saying hello Mr. Man can I have my physical copy of Wolfenstein thank you very much I'm ordering it on Amazon I mean that's that's just it yeah incidentally CEX if you're listening we're happy to take some kind of official sponsorship 
Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. So. But in, in CEX vouchers, you could pay us in that as well. Because that's probably what we spend the money on anyway. So Yeah, to be fair, probably. I'll tell you what, if you guys <coughs> had books as well, I'd be in there constantly, but you don't. Books? Like made out of paper? Paper books. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, those. I bought one the other day. Really? Yeah, I did. I um I bought uh Devil in the White Sea, which is uh about the sort of the first what they call urban serial killer in America, H. H. Holmes, and um it's and the uh, what was happening at the same time in Chicago, the World's Fair. So it's it's a book that Leonardo DiCaprio has been trying to be make, make into a film for about fifteen years. All right. Um, it's yeah, it's I can say if it, I, I'm person who's I'm I'm really interested in true crime and stuff, and it's a book I've been meaning to get around to for an age. Um, but I'm going on holiday next week. I'm going to have some time. So yeah, I I bought an actual book. Wow. There you go. I've got rid of the last of mine. No paper up here. Don't know why. You know what? I can't. I couldn't get rid of my books. I mean, I'll say I've I bought. I, yeah, you know, I've got a lot. I've got quite a few. Well, I'm. I'm so I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't I'm, get rid of them. I'm lucky in that all my books are things like CSS two for beginners and stuff like oh, that. Oh, fair enough. It's, yeah, there's yeah. nothing of any sentimental meaning. Oh man, I'll tell you what. When we when we moved, the box that had Chuck's computer books in. It took two of the blokes to lift it into the van. Yeah, I've got rid of all of them. It was awful. They were in they were ridiculous. Yeah, he's got he, he kept all of his because um, you know, but he he's a bit of a you know we're we're both a bit haldy. So like you know, we, he had to be convinced to throw away his his copies of uh, Red Hat Linux that he had sitting in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, poor poor Chuck. I know I know what he's going through though. It feels good to get rid of all this crap, though. It is. I mean, but he, he wouldn't be parted from his huge pile of miscellaneous cables. He drew the line under that. It's like, no, the miscellaneous cables are coming with us, no matter. Oh, you don't know when you're going to need one. <laughs> no, you I don't, don't know fair, when you're going to need it, one. Again, it was a whole box, a whole moving box of miscellaneous cables. Well, okay. Maybe that's a few <laughs> too many cables. <laughs> Although, he, you know, I, I can't complain. There has been occasions where I've gone, have we got X? And he's going, yeah, we've got one of them. Exactly. So can't complain too much. But yeah, but when it was sitting in a huge pile in our living room carpet, I had to leave the room because it was distressing me. <laughs> well, Alison knows what you're going through there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Well, I think we should end the show because we've been going on for ages yes. and it's late now. Yes, we have. And everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it and hope you enjoy the show. If you do enjoy the show, please help us out and support the network by going over to patreon.com slash simply syndicated and helping us out with a couple of dollars a month. Thank you to everybody that does that. I, and of course, sorry, that was a weird noise I made as I stepped on to the next word. <laughs> um, and of course, we have everything at simply syndicated slash everything where you can sign up for just six pounds a month and get access to hundreds of millions of hours of uh, previous simply syndicated content I may have exaggerated on the amount you get but there's still a lot and it's very good okay. stuff um and uh, check out some of our other shows which are all on simply syndicated.com uh, there's some more random access memories episodes coming out i've got two in the bag now so i've got some Ooh. editing to do uh, to say the least everyone talks for ages it's wonderful uh, I've been really enjoying doing that, so I'm looking forward to doing some more. 
so look out for that. That'll probably be around by the time you hear this show anyway. Okay, so until next time, we'll be back later. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye.